All right, welcome back to the Havana Cafe, episode We're number one sixteen. We're number one sixteen. Very good. So, what what is this since we've come back off of our our break? The third or fourth episode we've yeah, done now, something like that. Yeah, feels good to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah? We're right. going strong. Going strong. How's you, your week been? Are you ready for another break again already? Are you good? No, but <laughs> Christmas is gonna come upon us. It snuck up on me. Have you bought Christmas presents yet? Um, surprisingly, yes, I did. <gasps> oh, yeah. Well, because everything presents than me though. Well, everything is um, Amazon. I, I don't think I've gone into a, a physical shop. Yeah. At all to buy anything yet. yet. I, I doubt that I will do right now. I do got to get a one of these uh, secret Santa things. So I might just go to a shop for that, but maybe not. All right. I might just hit Amazon up and they can just deliver it to me. It's just wow. so much easier, isn't it? I'm going to, it's always tomorrow, tomorrow for me. Tomorrow I'm going to think about Christmas presents. Oh, yeah. So just, Amazon is the way to go. It'll be fine. I make my wish list. People can go on there and see what it is that's on my wish list and just yeah. buy it and it gets delivered and everybody's happy. And All right. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so good. Cool. All right, so... Um, so I, tell me, what's been on your mind this week? Well, what do you mean? You've, been, in, you've been stewing in consciousness, primordial yeah, well, we, soup. We, won't, we don't want to start heavy, so we'll hang on your end first. We don't, <laughs> my, okay. my stuff is... E- ease in with the lightweight uh, We'll go stuff. down the yeah. rabbit hole. But, um, but no, what have you been up to? I guess is the question I'd ask you before. What have you been thinking, but what have you been up to this week? Um, I am pedaling like mad to get this book out so i'm gonna hit publish tomorrow come hell or high water no, so very good. color of losa by the time this goes out you can buy it it'll be ready to it's be a, consumed <laughs> it's a, be a real world. doorstop though yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be just in time for christmas won't it so that's right so people can sit back and yeah, because, put mean, the book on their lap so that they their the arms don't get sh- tired that you start doing your Christy reading time, don't you? For those that don't like, like, I mean, I read readings. I do love my cover, my though. Life, I love the book. Yeah. You know, I love the book. Yeah, but I love so, the cover. So. People will be able to go to your website and find yeah. a link or go into Amazon. Yeah, so if you want to see the prettiest yeah. cover in the whole world, yeah. then you can go to sarahbhunt.com. And yeah, and if you want me in your inbox and you can sign up for my well, newsletter. I, th- I think... Maybe maybe I'm I'm stepping out and landing you in it or not, but I, I think um, the listeners should, if they want one, be able to get a signed copy from you. Oh yeah, well yeah. they know where I am every yeah. week, don't they? Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah. what do you know? Pop so, into the Havana Cafe on so a Thursday. If local, I'm you here. You can pop in and get it signed. I suspect you could. You're going to have a usually have a handful on hand, isn't you? Yeah, probably. And then you can sign yeah. it, and then yeah. they can get one that way. But yeah. yeah, so reach out. There it is. Get a it's signed cool. copy. Um, so yeah, so that's good. I've been doing my normal thing, so floating between the cyber world and the real world. Um, I spend. I have two, almost two lives. I guess I have a digital life and I have a physical life. And they do meet in places. And because someone asked me in my physical world, yeah, how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. And I had to stop to think, well, actually, I don't really have a weekend. I mean, I have a weekend according to the calendar, but I don't have a weekend as in my work is 
like a seven days a week type thing. Right. Um, Is that how you like it? Well, I don't, it doesn't, because of what I do, it doesn't, it's just a, intertwined with my life, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's hard, that's why it was hard for me to answer the question. It was like, well, actually, um, I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's all, it's all one and the same. Um, and so, yeah, um, I had to stop and really think about that, that question. And, and you know, it's not like I'm, you know, you slaving away from, you know, whatever, nine to five, seven days a week. There's the nature of my work is researching, writing, yeah, reading, posting, all that kind of stuff, or talking to people via Skype or Zoom or LinkedIn yeah. or... Yeah email so you know yeah there you go anyway so that's what i've been well doing. i tell you everybody in yoga class this week has come in with their eyes looking like deer in headlights and i said uh my lunch to one of my lunchtime classes is like okay everybody you know have a great week and try not to get too caught up in the christmas insanity and even after the 45 minutes of yoga they looked at me like it's too late ah yeah. So I think everyone's sort of pedaling as hard as they can to get to the end of the year. Well, there's a lot going on at the end of the year, isn't yeah. it? So, um, and I, oh, that's the other thing I've been doing. And I don't know if we were going to talk about this today or is it our next week one, but because um, longtime listeners will know that this time of year, I I like to have all my 2019 goals, intentions, plans done before Christmas. <gasps> yeah. So that on the 1st of Jan, I can just start from zero. So I start at 60 instead of yeah. starting at zero. So I've been doing a lot of that. So, yes, I'm all fired cool. up, ready for 2019 already. In fact, I've already started that sort of the transition. So, yeah. So Maybe I have we should do that next breaks. week. Yeah. I was, oh yeah. We can do that on the, the next week's episode to talk about. Well, but you're going to, I guess you're going to kind of start that because you wanted to talk about winding down. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think it just if I was going to say what reflections have I been having this week in my head, hmm. then it's for me, it's been sort of all action mode and both, I think, you know, watching the people come into my yoga class, you know, trying to just keep up with how fast things are going. And also, you know, feeling that way about myself with getting, trying to get this book out and all that kind of stuff. It just sparked in my head, this idea of the sort of creative cycle and how, the energy that you have at the beginning of a project is very, and, and this, there's that can, can sometimes match up with how you feel over the course of the year, you know, is that starter energy feels very different than the finisher, completer energy. So now, because you're mentioning about things speeding up and all that, we just had a I know. last week about time. So well, how, like, how did you get on with your challenge? Because you well, set yourself a challenge. Exactly. Of, I did. Uh, and how did that go? Well, it was interesting. It was a perfect time to do it. the challenge again. So last episode, we talked about time. And there was this thing about Newtonian time versus Einstein time. So in other words, like how you relate to time. And if you feel like you are in time scarcity, like there's never enough time and you're always chasing your tail versus feeling like you are the source of time. So it was, it's a perfect... So did you feel like perfect even this time, time in the time? year to be trying this? Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to try all these things in the fire. This is like a fire zone time, isn't it? End mm. of the year. And, you know, I, I'll be completely honest. It's been incredibly difficult. And I've, I've just sort of, I think the book 
that I read. It was very theoretical. It didn't give a lot of examples. Okay, and it's, and yes, exactly. Um, it's called The Big Leap. And it was very... You didn't use my Like technique. mindset thing. <laughs> well, so yeah. I had this moment yesterday, actually, because I've been sort of thinking about how difficult it is to get out of that mindset and actually... You know, you can think of a million ways in which you are not the source of your own time. You know, like we were talking about last week, there's deadlines and, you know, there's only 24 hours in the day and you can't miraculously make another hour if you have a deadline on a project. But I had this moment because I've started going to yoga class myself as a student. Mm. And, um, you know, so, so in a way I was sort of able to fall back into it in a way that I'm not when I'm teaching. And, you know, I had that sort of experience that you have when you really come into the present moment, when you really sink into like, and, and your experience of time in that moment is very different. I thought, you know what, actually you can't just do that by reading a book and thinking you're going to change your mind and not complaining about not having enough time. Actually, you need to be quite sophisticated in your ability to be present and mindful and do some of the mind training thing. That's my takeaway from it is yeah, like right. actually time only behaves differently when you've broken through and you're actually in the present. But even when we're, we think we're in the present, we're not actually in the present. Our mind's still kind of buzzing between what we need to do next, what we just did, you know, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very that's good. That's my, uh, so you're still, my takeaway. So, you're so if you're, practicing. if you're out there going <laughs> last week's episode did not work, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you and, uh, we'll just keep trying. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. Good. Um, so cause you were talking about, uh, well, I don't know. I can, I think what I was, so the relational bit for me is a book I'm reading with Tim Freak called how long is now. Okay. Which in and of itself, I guess, is a, a zen cone of its thing. A number of people, I put that as a question to folks on, on the internet um, and got various different answers, like it's infinite and other things like that, which uh, as a take, and I suppose as I was looking at it, if you kind of go a level deep down in the rabbit hole, then there is no time yep. in relationship to how long is now. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's the book I've been reading. Um, and it's so what got me on what kind of led me there is I was thinking. So because in the very beginning of the book, he talks about he's kind of the way he's kind of approaching it is looking at the evolution of man, how we were in the okay. primordial soup and then just got I don't know if we got bored being just soup and decided to formulate beings. Um, but when we were in this the primordial imagination is how he, he called it. Um, and that was, so my question, so where it started me was how do you explore your primordial mind without getting lost? Right. Because I, I once, there was a statement, and I don't know where I picked this statement up at, but it's always stayed with me. And it was that um, the whole of the universe exists in your mind. Mm -hmm. so we don't exist outside of ourselves, of, even though I'm looking at you, but you're in my mind. Yeah. But the whole of the universe is in there. Um, and it's just, a, I just find it a... In the sense that the only way you experience anything 
is through the perception of your mind. Therefore, everything has to exist in your mind. Is that what you mean? Yeah, everything yeah. exists okay. in your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, yes. no, exactly. So, but it's like when you start to go into your primordial mind and this primordial imagination, you can quite get yourself lost in there. So that was my question. How do you not get lost? Um, on a number of different angles for me, because as he goes on through the book and he's talking about waking up to oneness, um, all of it sounds really like a good place to be, but then at the same time, it sounds like it's quite easy to fall into um, delusion, if that's right. So, you know, it's like life is like a dream. And, and although we appear to be individuals in the life dream, in reality, there is one awareness and everything and everyone meeting itself in its various forms. So you, you know, the Beatles said it best, didn't they? I am you and you are me and we are all together. Mm -hmm. But we have this idea of, of being s separate. So he's kind of going through the evolution of humans and by the point where we thought we were separate and then when we separated um, and had this idea or concept that I am someone, mm -hmm. then we started to have our problems. So, because right. then I wanted to, um, I, you know, became preoccupied with my own self-interest, with my family, with my tribe, and it, it all becomes about the separate self. Right. Um, and where this book is going is that some people wake up to the fact that that's not the reality. And then mm -hmm. when they wake up to the reality and they started spreading this idea that actually we're all one. So it's just one big elaborate dance for itself. Yeah. <laughs> that life becomes a different space. And yeah. so that's what made me ask the question, how do you get into that without getting well, when lost? You, when I was thinking about this, because you texted me this question and I was like, I, loved, I love when you text me these questions. And I was like, how do you the, explore the primordial imagination without getting lost? Yeah. And I'm just walking down the street and this, this question pings up. This is, this is what it's like to be on the private WhatsApp group with Clay. You get these random, random questions deep, that come deep, to my head. Deep rabbit hole <laughs> questions that just pop out. But um, it made me think that we are often as humans accused in a negative way of being able to hold contradiction in our minds and being inconsistent. Mm. But actually, I think this is a really big strength and this ability to hold to seemingly contradictory things in our minds and, and understand them to both be true is the way through, I think, maybe. Yeah, and, or that there is no truth about what we make. Well, I mean, like my, my example for this is that it's, it feels like there are different levels in which things are true so like when you're walking down the street it's kind of true that the earth is flat do you know what i mean like you can function in the belief that the earth is flat the earth is fat according to the flat earthers well yeah <laughs> so then but but if you're going to do well. anything sort of navigation wise on a bigger global sense or you're going to do anything going into space or there's a lot of things in which 
you then make a leap into the earth is not actually flat. The earth is You're going to get all the flat earthers on us, all man, because right. <laughs> they'll argue to I'm the death. I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> the, the so, but you, you, flat, you yeah. sort of see what I mean. It's yeah. like, you know, I think, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, you go down that and it's, you can go very but crazy it, it, with the idea that everything's a dream. Liberating, and though, isn't it? In some sense, as in, and, and I get where Tim Freak is coming from. Is that you can let go of a lot of angst and anxiety, and mm-hmm. and just get into the into the game. And by that, it's not like it's all roses and stuff like that. It is about accepting it. It's a, you know, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, but that's all a part of it. And accept the highs and the lows and almost enjoy as in just experience the moment of the lows and figure out what the lesson that you wanted to learn um, by being in that sort of low space. And partly, I guess what he's saying is don't get attached to it, that that's you and that becomes your being. And so now I'm a set i'm anxious i'm depressed i'm all these things because i've latched onto and accepted that that is me and what he's saying about this waking up to oneness is that that that's a, that's that's part of the this game but it's not you and well, so a, when you're walking down the street and you're waking up to oneness and you're sort of considering ideas like things are all a dream or everything actually only exists in my mind. Like, what is that like? Like, what does that do? Well, that does for me when I approach it in the spirit of that is it's almost like a spirit of, of play. Um, and, and play, and again, play can be very serious. It can be deadly serious. Almost like the thing what you were saying with time, like um, when you latch on to time and you start complaining about time, then it can constrict and and go. When you right. when you when you say that I am the source of time, then you don't have to waste any time on the fact that it's telling people oh, I don't have time to do stuff. And I think it's like this. I think it's like when you can let go of the fact that this stuff is not you, then you can experience what you experience in, in its fullness. So even if you're sad, you can experience this. Instead of making sad bad, I can experience sad for what sad is and see what is it out of it that I this can This is a learn. really good time of year to pretend that everything is a dream, isn't it? Because like people get really wrapped up in the detail of life right about now Mm. you know and i think i always find this time of year with christmas coming up and i've got my son's birthday at the beginning of december and and stuff and it's like it sort of plays a little bit to some of my weaknesses of like i'm not a detail-oriented person so like you know for my son's birthday i can make the cake and the cake is tasty but i don't I don't think until the last minute, like, oh, do we have any birthday candles? Like, those are the details that I always go, oh, you know, and I feel like it's quite easy to get wrapped up and stressed in all the little details that are required at this time of year. Like, do you have a present for this person? Do you have a present for this person? Are you at the school this or are you at the work that or are you, you know, whatever? And actually, you know, you might still do have to do all those things. You might choose to do all those things, but if you can kind of approach it with an attitude of this is all sort of just a game and it's not actually 
It's not real. real. <laughs> well, ben. you know what was what? So the line that I've been, oh, well, the thing that I've been playing with is the fact that this brain of ours is just like an all-consuming thing. And, you know, you got your conscious mind and the sort of subconscious mind. You know, the you know, but the mind is always on, isn't it? It's, you can never, you can't turn it off. Like you can close your eyes and not see. You can't close your hearing. I guess you can plug it up, but um, but your mind is always on. Yeah. But it's it's but and it goes through these different phases. So you're dreaming. I've been having some very vivid dreams. I think this all played into it as well. And the brain is doing some other function while you're dreaming, and they're quite elaborate dreams. And like one of the dreams I had, um, I was with my dad and 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 some other folks, a family, I guess. And I was in a car in front of him, and he was in a car pulling a trailer that had a camel in it. But then the brakes weren't working. And so he couldn't stop this, his thing, and but it eventually stopped. And then I took the camel out while he was trying to fix the brakes. And then the camel started throwing up. It was throwing up everywhere. So I brought the camel around to him and said, look, the camel's throwing up. And then the camel threw up on him while he was trying to fix the brakes. And then I took the camel across the street into a field to let it eat in this tree <laughs> so um but that was a really vivid that's dream. awesome yeah well it was very very vivid so when i woke <laughs> up i was like oh that's interesting um and then my other dream the other night was really make my skin crawl this one but there was some fly alien insect thing that was around it was only one of them but it bit everybody in the room but we thought it was biting them but because it, it left all these puck mm -hmm. marks on them but then when you looked at the puck marks closer it was actually eggs and then they buried oh, themselves into their body dear. and the skin went away even now it's making my skin crawl oh, <laughs> um, there was that um what was the star trek where they that bug went in someone's ear oh, like yeah, old right, school yeah yeah, yeah yeah where they put it oh, in a uh, uh, con was put it into that was into seriously spring, like and they did that in the Matrix as well, didn't they? Put it in his belly button. But what did that yeah. say to me? So that was so that's the mind playing in dream state. But then you come into you know wake up, and it's time to get up. But then your mind. Oh, there's a Matrix quote here. Well, well there probably well there is somewhere. But then the mind. So now it's in a different mode. But if you could not wake up from that dream, Morpheus. Yeah. Neo. Or or um, the whole sort of butterfly was I. Uh, butterfly dreaming I was a man or a yeah, man right. dreaming I was a butterfly so again I think that's like centuries we've been wrestling with this when we sort of wake up but so what I so the realization for me was okay well now I'm in this I've woken up the alarm's gone off and I'm up but now the mind just takes in information in a different way but it just still needs to have stimulus of some kind uh, so reading is another stimulus watching tv playing games but all of this is to because the mind is just hungry for activity and stuff and and which is why I think we can't just say oh I'm gonna just be in the now not that you can just be in the now but you could then play with your mind in a more conscious way yes so I can play with time so you want to speed time up then you know make a deadline and get yourself all stressed out and then time is going to be flying 
by or find something you really, really, uh, you know, like doing or being with. I think you were using the example of the whole sort of, you know, you were someone that you're in love with or whatever, and the time goes fast. So, yeah. you know, but you could, you can consciously speed time up. Again, this is another, and I, I'm working on a program that I'm, I got a conference that I'm doing in January um, in which I'm talking about the sort of mind filters and how, how we play with these different aspects so how we have stimulus that comes in through the senses and then inside of our minds is internal processors has these filters that it runs things through and then we create a story about those things and then our body and then we it affects the way that we behave and you would experience it with the sort of time thing yeah so it comes in and however you run it through your filter then what, once it's gone through the filter, the instructions you're given to your brain, what that set of conditions is to feel stress. So it says, okay, body, feel stress. But you could change that in an instant to feel calm if you want it by the same process. Yeah. But most people... Don't know how to do that. Well, they, they do know how because they do it all the time. They just don't do it consciously. Right. So the realization is that you can play with that consciously versus just taking whatever just reactive reactive yeah. that you get mm-hmm. so i mean it's a process that everyone's familiar with because you do it every day but it's this idea of waking but, up and, and taking charge of it to go back to your original question like how do you not get lost do you feel like there's a a danger to going that far down the this is all just in my mind kind of thing. Well, it, it, was the, it was the Tim Freak idea that I was... I have finding. to comment on the fact that his name is Freak. Yeah, it's cool, but he's a cool dude. He yeah, was, well... I don't know if you've read... I mean, he's written... I've, written, wrote a lot, I've, I've read a lot of his books. Okay. Most, I mean, he calls himself the, um, the stand-up philosopher. Okay, in fact, cool. I've actually seen him in person delivering this stuff, but it's all about consciousness and right, okay. the oneness. Um, but he's so very... Um, like it's all too lovey for me. <laughs> I guess. What I was, do you mean? Um, uh, oh, like we are all one. It's all good. It's all happy. Like yeah. That? So like this one. It's like if you become more conscious, it would be like coming around from a coma. Remember that you're alive. You'll discover who you really are, and you'll know that all is one, and you'll fall in love with the present moment. And, you know, when, even when I've seen him in person, he's all very, you know, you want to, sometimes you want to just shake him and say, no, no, here's the reality. But I get what he's saying. But then I'm like, well, is he in that state? And he's divorced himself from the craziness that, you know, all of us are doing, running around, stress yeah. and going, doing all those sorts of things. And he's actually really found something or because the brain is so that way that you know if you program it and say this is the reality it'll give you what you ask for so as he has he convinced himself such to the point where he be- he actually believes what he's saying so he behaves that way but it's actually not true and that's the lost bit for me so yes i could get into this state and if i then believe to the point where i'm no longer questioning that state then i become that state and then for me, that's then lost because while it's a good place and you're all, you know, zen. The uh, idea that we are all one is a little bit too new agey for me. 
you know, I, I can get that. I'm, I don't. I wouldn't say that's new agey for me. That that we're all one. I can I can get the whole sort of we're all one piece from a number of different ways. When we talk about the collective unconscious, when you talk about you know if you really kind of tune yourself to the people around you, you can kind of. Uh, for me, being connected them. doesn't mean we're all one. Mm, yeah, I th- uh, well, yeah, I guess it depends on. What I mean, I suppose that's one. my problem with it. It's hmm. very like fluffy and not nuanced somehow in a way that seems well, that's important. The thing, but I think what they're saying, the nuance is the fact that we do think we're separate. And you'll know this from mm. your training as well. There isn't a whole duality thing yeah, yeah. that we split and then yeah. we have this separate, then you got your ego and you got this, but actually yeah. there's an integrated whole there, but that's internal. But there's also, I guess from this aspect, there's an integrated whole to the universe as well. Um, that we just is there a downside to to just believing it like okay say say yes well is there a downside well the downside for me i guess being a philosopher is is it true (laughs) i get it i get and and that's why i asked the question now how do i do that without getting lost and and i guess what i'm terming as loss is that i no longer question whether it's true and i don't have questions anymore that it is real that that becomes real which is supposed to be real so you see i'm getting myself yeah, getting myself lost down right. the rabbit hole it's like well hold on a minute yeah i, I see what you mean i don't i could go down there and i know that i could lose myself into it but then is that true the mind will make it true if we're gonna go back to yeah. our matrix process yeah, it'll yeah, make yeah. it true and and you know the thing that you believe becomes your reality and um, but so one of the steps that I wanted to do then consciously was, well, actually this moment of now for me would be not to, well, to, to, um, what was the, so, well, yeah, to con- I don't know if control is the right word, but to use my mind. So we like, you know, the mind likes to play. So it was dreaming and it had fun. So why can I carry that on into the day? So when I'm reading, actually reading again is the mind is like, oh, yes, let me travel to these distant mm-hmm. worlds. Let me experience something that I can't experience. So the mind is happy um, in that sense. When you feed it, when you watch in TV, it allows you to, you know, the mind is like, oh, yeah, okay. And then it it gets these experiences from that. Um, you know, you're playing games. It's the same. You know, think how big gaming is. And you think, well, yeah. I was looking at, you know, there's a new gaming cafe here in Edmonton. I didn't realize that, but oh, there okay. is well, it's a board game one. And, you know, they've got hundreds of games in this thing. Then it just dawned on me, like we got gazillions of books. There's actually gazillions of games too. But then it's like, well, why do we, why do we play games? Yeah, I guess it, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mind playing, isn't it? It's just, you know, what, what's the function of these things? It's like we need it to entertain our minds. <laughs> Which, so for me, it was about becoming one back with the mind and understanding that anything that I'm doing is all just about again this idea that everything exists within the mind. So have a play with the mind. I for me, you know, just to 
be a little bit more earnest, which mm. is my <laughs> deeper nature. I think it on a really sort of bigger level helps me think about the reality that this is all temporary. Like everything that we think of as we, we sort of act like it's permanent, whether that's the kids are at the house, you know, you've got your partner, or you've got your family or you've got your whatever. All of that is impermanent. Everything is impermanent. So it, to, to sort of click back in every once in a while to the idea that this is just not quite as serious as we take it. Maybe it's a good thing. But when you say that, that it's not permanent, because then that's the other thing that boggles my mind. And why do we do the stuff that we do? Because it all ends in the same way, as far as we know. I know, yeah. Yeah, I know there's theories about what happens afterwards, but the only thing that I can know is that you were alive and now you're dead. But I don't know. I don't know with certainty what happens to you when you die. So if it's impermanent, the maddening things that we do just doesn't seem to make sense. Like sometimes when I'm going like into the office or whatever and just looking at what people are doing and people getting stressed about these things and they, but it's the real life for them is, and I want to have this and I want to add. And then I think, some, but sometimes I just stop and think, well, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> like I said, this is the perfect time of year to be mm. thinking like this because sometimes you need a different lens to put on and just be like, I'm not going to get stressed about this because this is all just a game. This is the game of Christmas that we play, or this is the game of the end of the year. This is the yeah, game. But why of, do we play the game? And, well, I don't know. and that's a whole absurd thing for me. And we do a lot of things that don't seem to make any sense at all when you look at them from a bigger level, when you stop to think at anything, well, actually, you know, is so is the things that we do just a distraction between birth and death? So I got to do something. I'm alive. So we've got to do something. <laughs> um, and if you have a population that's, you know, trying to live together or well, we kind of got to have some kind of harmony so maybe we need to put some structure and some rules in so that it's not chaotic chaos um why people spend whatever they're gonna you know between birth and death so we got to do some stuff you know back in the days i guess it would have just focused on the survival aspect you know yes we got to eat and we you yeah. know get stay warm in the winter time or whatever so we just focus on those things <laughs> Then we evolved and, you know, because our brains are just crazy that way. And so now I don't need everybody to be farmers, but I still got all these people. So what do I do with all these people? So I got to create some more parts of the game for them to be able to occupy their time with. And I got to keep doing that as we get more evolved, you know. So the whole idea behind technology, right, was supposed to be that it can make it can take away all the mundane stuff that we have to do so that you can have more time to yeah. live. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we become slaves to the machines as well, don't we? Got to feed some more of them. The whole idea of games, like that whole, we're talking about the mind playing again. Just think how powerful games are. And then the gamification of things 
which is a big buzzword in the whole sort of e-learning yeah. world now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the mechanics is there. I mean, even life itself, we got to get money. That's a game, isn't it? So you got to choose. Remember the board game, the game of life. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's like, okay, well, what do you want to do with your life? Okay, but I'm going to go to this university and get this degree. Um, and I want to make this kind of money. But it's a gamification piece. It's like, all right, I'll do this. I get some more coins. And then your whole life spins around getting these coins based yeah. off of how you decided you wanted to navigate the world. Yeah. But then you, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just want to, you know, just feel like that's what a, well, what does this mean? I guess always the question that comes back to me. If put a break on this thing, what does this, what does this mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. Somebody tell I me. Somebody know. out there. Listen, Somebody out there. Me, help me. Tell me what does this mean? Um, Tim Freak, anyway, is a good, good. I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into, because mm. um, I like the stuff I do with NLP is all about. What's the book called again? Well, this one's called How Long Is Now? How Long Is Now? Okay. Um, and he's got, well, he's got a lot of stuff on it because he's a big agnostic guy. I think we're, as a philosopher, like he's to him and, uh, Gan, Gan, Gander, Peter Gandhi or something like that is his writing partner um, in his earlier bit he was more into the sort of agnostic view so he looked at the um, the very the gospel of Thomas and and uh, that whole sort of aspect of agnosticism um, and then kind of evolved a little bit further into this whole sort of um, be you know wake up to big big mind basically so he kind of likens it in one of his other book to the uh, Russian doll thing, you know, so when we go to sleep, but when you wake up from that, when you woke up from that dream world and now he's trying to encourage you to wake up again. It's like to Inception. The bigger. Yeah, so wake up to the bigger. So right now, but we get stuck in this dream world and he's saying, no, wake up to realize that this is just like he was just dreaming about the yeah. camel. <laughs> <laughs> and having a good old time playing in your now dream with camels and stuff. Being and in then a podcast. Say, now I'm dreaming about being in a podcast and just because when I was I'll try not to throw up on you. When I was dreaming and when I was in that dream world with that camel and those insects, it was as far as I was concerned, it was real until I woke up and realized, oh, I was just dreaming. But yeah. in the time yeah. it was and that's what he's saying here is that this just feels just as real as anything else. Yeah. Then there's another level when you wake up and you're going to think, oh, dang, I was just dreaming while I was <laughs> when I was making that podcast. It was just a dream. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a rabbit hole that yeah. I've been playing in. But it's actually quite fun and quite liberating and quite um, empowering, too. Yeah, I think so. Because, as I said it happens and you use these processes automatically. So it's not anything you need to learn. The main thing, you, I guess, if you needed to learn anything is that you have to wield these tools consciously, but it's easier to go into automatic pilot. My teacher always says, don't be in a dream when you're driving a car. Yeah, which we all are. 90% of the time you're in a trance. But I mean, you know, this is in, in the sense that it's helpful and empowering to have the attitude when you're stressed about something and you think this is all just a dream or this is all just not real. Mm. But when you're driving a car, like click in and it's real. But we don't click in when we drive a car. Well, true. Do you know what I mean? You just think yeah. of, you get in your car and you end up yeah. home and you think, well, how the hell did I get home? 
Because you know the way. Your subconscious mind pays attention and it's paying attention to the car in front of you. It's regulating your speed and all that other stuff. And you're thinking about the soup you want to make and this vacation you want to take and all that song is pretty cool. Um, And, you know, your subconscious mind is doing the rest and you next thing you know, you're at home. Um, so yeah, this is and the idea. camel's throwing up on you yeah, again. Well, the idea is that we do spend about ninety percent of our time in the trance. So the things that you do that you don't think about as trance mentality. Yeah, yeah. Even from when you get up in the morning and how you get dressed. You know, I bet you we all probably put our trousers on the same way every day. You put your watch on the same hand. You don't even think about these things. You just become they're just automatic processes. But it's it's step is waking up to that fact, interrupting those patterns so that you can make more conscious decisions and not just, and we have these habits of thinking, habits of believing, habits of, you know, reactions and feelings and, you know, and all of those. All just a dream. Things. Um, But yeah, is it all a dream or is it all, um, I guess it's dreamlike as opposed to a dream. Okay, we'll stick with that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it has a it has a dreamlike quality to it, and most of it, or trance, you know, whichever language that you want to um, use in in that 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 kind of space. But at the same time. I think it can be, I mean, it can be used for good as well. You know, like the Beatles, you know, I am you and you and me and we all together. So, you know, if I could embrace that, then we can have less killing each other and conflict. Conflict, And, and, you know, you keep mentioning about this time of year. (laughs) And I think it even just in the cars and how we, you know, we're just so, we're in our own head space and then other people don't exist necessarily or we have our own agenda so then you get and you get upset when someone messes up your agenda you know <laughs> so you can see these crazy totally. people on the road you know they're like you know we're in traffic and they're all and then they yeah. speed ahead of you and it's like well you sped ahead of you so you got you gained three seconds but now you're in right behind that guy so and do you really want to get to work that bad <laughs> that you're risking everybody's life doing this crazy stuff but we just get locked yeah, get into locked the in. patterns of our head um and i guess we're you know part of the i mean tim freak is going to another another level but i like the idea of, you know kind of wake up out of the trance that we walk around 90 percent of the day and make more conscious things and i think i asked you this on the podcast we did earlier and uh, this one on, off of our break is how much of Limington Spa have you seen? How much of even your neighborhood have you seen? Because actually you just walk out of the door. I got to go to. Well, the- I have a, a more like even sort of closer question than that, which is if you are in a yoga class, the sort of idea is that you try and feel inside your body and how much of your body can you feel? Yeah, because we don't pay attention to that kind of thing. And so when when I first start telling people to feel into your feet or feel your knees or whatever, like we feel pain quite easily. So if something starts hurting us, but if you just lie down and try and, you know, do a body scan or something like that, 
it can be quite difficult to to feel into your body and to have the patience to do that. So I see that all the time in my job. But yeah, we don't even know, we, much less the town we live in, we don't even know the body we live in. Yeah, no, exactly. So, but then so some of it is about, you know, again, waking up to yeah. that and having that sort of conscious living. And if we tie this back to time, most people say, I got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for this hocus pocus, new age hippie. We are thing. one yoga thing. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Not me. I don't got time for that kind of stuff. But how do you have time and if you don't make time? If you don't take time. You don't take, take time. Take time, man. It's not make time. It's, no, it's take time. Take man. time. I posted, didn't I post that? I posted yeah, that you in did. the thing, didn't I? Yeah, no, it's, it's take time. Take the time. All right, so challenge then for this week. As I'm See if you can get through Christmas as if it's in a dream. <laughs> that's what, well, that's you know, my challenge. Is that the challenge? Is it a dream or is it to consciously... Know approach christmas mm. so the reason you stress is because you have the automatic you say, habits it's true but also i think what what's come out of this conversation for me is the importance of having a little bit of a playful attitude about things like not taking things quite so seriously i think as soon as you say like be conscious it sounds very like serious you know you're supposed to be like very serious about being conscious but actually you know maybe we all just need to lighten up a little bit you know yeah, but mean? you have to do that consciously. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you do. But then uh, <laughs> you playfully conscious something. <laughs> you you, know, you guys know it. what I mean. Yeah, you have to do it consciously. You're right. So, yeah. you know, when you start having that reaction, when you feel stress, I think it's the time to step back and say, yeah, ask the question, you know, what's you triggering? Like Shakespeare. Yeah, what's triggering We're all players on the stage anyway. <laughs> yeah. And how can I reshape my reaction to that? Or how can I remold the experience of these or what if this maybe the question you need to ask yourself when you get stressed is what would i do if this wasn't real yeah or what do i want to do if if i can make a choice how do i want to react in this situation other than the one that i'm reacting now so is this mostly i guess i usually say to people if it's useful is the word so what's the most useful state for me to be in maybe i need to be stressed because stress is useful Mm -hmm. it does have its uses and so maybe i do need to be stressed but that's the conscious decision do i need to have the level of stress up yes because i need this adrenaline hit and because it's going to help me do have more coffee whatever whatever that might be but i think it's yeah what's what's useful um i think for me and what i've been doing with this whole thing is um having a relationship with my mind okay that's where i'm kind of at with this so i'm happy to feed it fantasy and not then get have a dialogue to say oh what are you doing this for you could be doing something more productive or i was like no i'm you know let's right now we're going to go into the fantasy because the fantasy my mind wants to play and there's some stuff that I get out of this thing. Then I'll go into that space. And then it's just playing with the different phases of the mind is, yeah. is where, where I'm at. All right. And have some more. Well, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. What's happening next week? Well, you're going to tell us about your 2019 goals and you know, our intentions. Our intentions. intentions. You, are you going to get your three perfect, words ready? Um, I might do something slightly different. This year, as opposed to the three words what um for this 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 year all right it's a big it's a pivotal year for next year you know i was okay. thinking about this on the way 
coming in. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. It's time to make some shifts. Okay. Shifts in time. Looking forward to that. Okay, so, um, gotta do our normal gig, isn't it? Like, share. Yeah. Comment. Let's hear your thoughts about this whole dream business and mind business. Um, website share it <laughs> group share it yeah Twitter, if you can tell it. if if you can tell one other person this week yeah that we would go. be awesome that'd be that's the challenge tell, turn at least one person this week on to the podcast and cool. say hey listen to these two people they like coffee <laughs> and having their coffee and and chatting about stuff okay is that it yeah all right. Until next time.